Hello and welcome to another episode of the Von Gehr Consulting Group's podcast. This episode, we're going to talk about sales, the lifeblood of any business and organization. Now, you may call them customers, you may call them clients, you may call them engagement, you may even call them consumers. Whoever they are, they are the purchasers of your products and services. And the only way they buy your products and services is through an engagement or an interaction with a sales process or person. Sales is the lifeblood of your organization. When it comes to cash flow, sales bring in the cash. They make the register ring, they bring in the rain. They are, in essence, the kings of the business, kingmakers, queenmakers, because without sales and without customers, your business will not survive. So we're gonna talk about pre-call planning today. We're gonna talk about starting a great conversation in sales, and we're gonna discuss how to build powerful questions so that you can elicit the true needs and desires of your customers and therefore help you service them better. So, as usual, if you're on a plane, go ahead and recline all the way back and annoy the person behind you. If you're on a train, stand up and shout. If you're in sales, high five yourself because we're gonna be rocking and rolling on sales today. For many salespeople, the magic begins when they meet that customer, whether that customer walks through the door, they enter the office of the customer, or they meet him at a convention. Wherever it is, most salespeople think the magic is that conversation they're going to have about their products and services. And to a point, they're correct. That is the magic behind sales. It is presenting a case for your products and services to fit the needs of your clients and customers. But the real magic begins in the pre-call sales plan. And that pre-call sales plan is not going through your computer and looking at information about your customers and clients before you actually see them. It's a lot more in depth than that. With today's internet and access to so much information at your fingertips, you can in essence do an intelligence preparation of the sales call before you even have the sales call. So let's talk about the components of the pre-call sales plan. Well, obviously I just mentioned one of it is research. Second is coming up with anticipated objections that your customer may have about your products and services. Three, it's how you overcome those objections. Four, it's building assumptions based on the information that you have about those uh, customers and what the customer's actions are. And five, it's reviewing the competition and how you compare against them. There's some other things in the pre-call sales plan as well too, like basically who you're gonna meet with, what the room is gonna be, and where you're meeting. That's all about the location. The best salespeople are meticulous when it comes to sales pre-call sales planning. The reason being is they don't want to leave anything to chance. They want to know everything. Let me tell you a little bit story about Alfred Hitchcock, the famous director. Now you're probably thinking, what does he have to do with sales? Well, before he would shoot a scene for any of his movies, he would anticipate all the things that can go wrong from the lighting not being correct, the daylight not being the right the way it should be, the actors and actresses not knowing their lines, or if they had um, huge egos, letting their egos get in the way of the project. He meticulously went through everything and anticipated it so that when he directed, he appeared as if it was very calm, like he knew what was going on. He allowed the actors and actresses to basically play the roles as they saw fit because he was in control. A salesperson should be like Alfred Hitchcock. And no, you shouldn't go out and make scary movies, uh, or you can if you want, but 
you should be meticulous in your planning to anticipate what that call is going to be like so that there's no surprises. Now, you can't know everything because we view the world in three dimensions, not four, but you can know almost everything that's possible so that you can control your emotions and interaction of the sales call. And that goes back to that first step, which is research. As I said before, with the internet, you have a lot of information at your fingertips. Let's say you're meeting with an executive for a very large company and you wanna know more about that executive. What are you gonna do? You're gonna Google them and see if they're mentioned in news, blog posts. Do they have a LinkedIn profile that you may be able to see? Do you know everything there is to know about that executive before you pick up the phone and call them or go into their office? I bet you nine times out of 10, most salespeople don't, but you're gonna be different. You're gonna be the best salesperson that's out there. You're gonna know. You also wanna know what the financials are of the organization that you're dealing with. Or if you're a B2B company, you need to know if that customer is gonna be around so that you can grow together. Also, you may wanna know if they're using your competitors already or if they haven't chosen anyone in your marketplace, why? What are the reasons that are holding them back from choosing your products and services? As you can tell, I'm starting to come up with a lot of questions that I wanna have answers to, and that's what the pre-call sales planning research will do. It'll allow you to anticipate some assumptions. Now, I know the rule behind assumptions is, you know, if you assume we make an ass out of you and me. Well, that's true, but your goal is to understand what those assumptions are, basically hypothesis or hypotheses, and prove them correct or prove them incorrect. And by doing so, you're gonna come up with questions. For instance, let's say you're selling software and it's a software as a service for your customer, which is a, so it's a B2B situation. The business that you're selling into, you know could use the software to improve productivity, increase the output, as well as in, you know, lower their costs and increase their bottom line. And yet they haven't not only chosen your software, but they haven't chosen the software of your nearest competitor. What are the reasons why? Could it be they don't have enough money? Could it be that they're uh, technologically afraid? Could it be that whoever controls the spreadsheet that they're using for their process is always been there and no one knows what to do with it? These are reasons you need to understand and you need to know. So you wanna come up with some good questions to find that out either before you go into the sales call or during the sales call. That's part of doing the research. Knowing who you're meeting with, knowing the location, knowing what the driving factors are behind the purchase uh, decisions of your organization that you're going to sell into. So you see it requires a lot of work, a lot of prep time. In essence, you almost wanna look at a ratio. If you're doing a 30 minute sales call, you probably wanna do 10 times that when it comes to doing the research or more. As I said, the internet is a valuable resource, but it's also the lazy person's resource. So don't just look at the first page results of Google. If you Google an organization or the, or the person that you're going to meet with, dig deeper. Another valuable resource that most people don't use, the library. And librarians like to do research. I mean, it's free. There are uh, resources out there like Reference USA and other listings that give you some more important information behind uh, privately held companies that you cannot get publicly online. And talking about public companies, the annual report is a great source of information about where the company is going. All these different resources, all these different data points allow you to understand exactly what you're getting into when you're making that sales call with that customer. So pre-call sales planning is meticulous. Pre-call sales planning allows you to remove uh, obstacles out of the way and anticipate objections, allows you to make assumptions as to why your customer is doing certain things so you can either find out beforehand or during the sales call, preferably beforehand would be best, and allows you to build confidence before you go into that sales call. 
Now, other components I talked about were anticipating objections, how to overcome those objections, and also practicing your sales presentation. That's all part of the sales call. Wrap it all together. You're gonna to have all the information you need to be like the Alfred Hitchcock of your sales organization. You're gonna go in there as a smooth operator and nothing's going to phase you. Definitely give yourself that time. Invest that time and it'll pay off dividends. You'll become the rainmaker, kingmaker, or queenmaker of your organization. Now we've talked about pre-call sales planning and being meticulous before you actually get in that sales call. Let's talk about making the sales call a great conversation. Currently, a lot of sales calls are quote unquote presentations. It's the salesperson presenting information to the customer and client, then asking the customer and client some questions, most likely a close, like, will you buy my products and services? And that's about it. Having been on both sides of the equation, both the salesperson and someone being sold to, I can tell you, as being presented at numerous times, especially when it comes with PowerPoint, I either want to shoot myself, kill the salesperson, or kill everybody else in the room. Now that sounds pretty violent, but the reason why is because it becomes torture. After a certain period of time, the presentation all becomes about the salesperson and not really about the client. The customer needs to come first. They have specific needs, desires, wants, and wishes that either your products and services can help with. And to find that out, you actually have to have a great conversation. So let's take a step back. Have you ever had a conversation that really changed the way you viewed the world? Could have happened in college, high school, with a loved one, with someone you met on a train. It doesn't matter where it happened, but we're talking about those type of great conversations. The goal is to have your sales presentation or that sales call be like those great conversations, which means you wanna ask questions. You wanna learn from the individual that you're talking to about why they do the things that they do and they wanna obviously ask you questions that you can provide answers to, to as to why your business does the things that it does and how it can help them. Now, I'm not talking about solving the world's problems in a sales call, and I'm not talking about the ability to obviously change the universe, but I am talking about eye-opening situations that will allow you to understand each other better. One of the biggest complaints about salespeople is that they don't listen. And we have two ears and two eyes and one mouth. And the idea being is that we're given twice the amount to observe and listen to our customers and clients. And why don't we listen? Well, because when we go into that sales call as salespeople, we have one goal in mind to make the sale. So it's really all about us and not about our customer. If you were to reverse that and to think about a sales call as being a great conversation, and not only does it become about us, but it becomes about the customer as well too. And we're looking for a win-win situation for both. We both win. The salesperson understands why the customer purchases the products and services he or she does, how they make their decisions in the purchasing of those products and services, and how they envision the product and service that the, that the salesperson is offering can be of help to them. The customer learns, does this product actually help my need? Can I use it to help myself be better in my own business? And what is the return on the investment I'm going to get in purchasing this product and service? So we're learning information back and forth. And the only way this can really happen is in a conversation as opposed to a presentation. Presentations are usually one way directed with questions at the end. So how do you enter into this um, conversation? Well, we talked about the pre-call sales plan. That's giving you all the confidence, knowing all the information that you possibly can before you go into that sales call. 
it also allows you to come up with assumptions, things that you really want to learn about this customer so that you can understand better of whether or not your product and service really does fit with them. From the client's perspective, you have to ask them engaging questions that allow them to open up to you to have that great conversation. A typical question, and they all start with open-ended, they're not closed, you know, who, what, where, why, when, and how, could be, how do you perceive your business today going to be a year from now, six months from now? What are some of your goals for your business? That sounds pretty generic, but actually it's very important because you're asking that business owner or that business person what their goals are and where you actually fit in with those goals is very important. You may not really fit in at all, and they may just be doing this and wasting each other's time for nothing. Or they may have a goal of using yours, going back to the software um, analogy, to increase their productivity, to increase their bottom line, to lower their costs, and they're also seeking a promotion to be able to manage a very large project. Can you help them with that? So there's two things that are actually there. And engaging in a great conversation will go a back and forth as a give and a take. You're learning from them, they're learning from you. You're not just presenting. Practice that conversational speech. Practice that conversational speech with your friends, your family, your other colleagues when you're doing that pre-call sales planning and it'll become natural to you in the sales call itself. You'll know it when you're there. It's not gonna happen every time, but the more that you do it, the better the great conversations you're gonna have and the more of a resource you'll be relied on by your customers and clients for more repeat business. So go out there, don't just make a sales call, have a great conversation. Questions. Sales people dread questions. And I'm not talking about the questions where the client asks the salesperson a question, you know, objections. Salespeople love those questions because they get to show the mastery of their knowledge, their mastery of their products and services, how smart they are in helping the customer. Those aren't the questions we're talking about. We're not even talking about the close because most salespeople to be successful after a while have to close for the business. And even bad people even close for the business. They just don't know it. No, no, no. We're talking about those open-ended, insightful, sincere questions that transfers a sincerity of belief and inquisition on a positive note to the client. Those are the type of questions I'm talking about. Those are the type of questions that most salespeople dread. And the reason why is because they fear of losing control of the sales call. Because when you ask open-ended questions, you'll be amazed by some of the answers that you're going to get. Now, if you've been meticulous in your pre-call sales planning, if you've practiced your presentation, if you've practiced the objections that you're going to get, if you've discovered some assumptions that you need to have clarified, then you have to be ready for a great conversation and therefore you must have open-ended questions. And how do they begin? They don't start with have, did, would, should, could, do you, those are all closed-ended questions. Those are all really yes and no questions. Open-ended start with what, where, why, when, occasionally who, and how. Those are all open-ended questions. Going back to our previous analogy of the software salesperson and the business that wants to, that would really benefit from the software but hasn't bought from this company or its competitors, 
there's some assumptions there you want to clarify and to clarify them you have to ask open-ended questions for instance where have you automated your business processes in your business now that allows for the, the customer to say well we haven't and this is the reasons why not or we have in these particular areas and these are the reasons why and you should have some follow-up questions again all open-ended where would you like to automate when would you want to start why haven't you chosen other competition out there? What are some of the concerns about automation that you have for this particular process? All of these things are questions I'm asking the customer to elicit information so I can either verify or nullify some of the assumptions that I have as a salesperson and I can chart a better solution for them. Because let's face it, not every product and services built out there is meant for everyone. It just simply isn't the case. You've either qualified your leads down to know which ones really apply to your business, and not all of them can actually afford your products and services. You wanna grow with them, and you wanna to demonstrate to this individual that you're there for their success, not just your success. Hence, the real win-win, the bigger win on the customer and not on you. By being sincere and asking these questions, which means you have to have written them out and you have to have practiced them, and if they sound awkward to you out loud, they're gonna sound awkward to everybody else will transfer a sense of belief into the client that you really do care about what they wanna have, what their goals are, and what their needs are, and how you're going to solve them. All very important. And we've all been there. On the opposite end, in our daily lives, asking a customer service representative a question as the person, as the client, or asking another salesperson, and we've listened to them ram past our question, never really truly addressing it, and if they've asked those questions, they don't even sound sincere. I mean, it hurts, especially after a long presentation and you haven't heard anything worth of value. Then they ask you a question, they're looking for a response and you haven't been paying attention. Don't be that salesperson. You're gonna be better than that. You're gonna be a ring maker, a king maker, a queen maker, the royalty behind your organization. And smart people move ahead by asking intelligent, insightful questions. So how do you go about it? Well, we've done the meticulous pre-call planning. So we've researched our, our sales call, we're planning for it, we've come up with the assumptions that we may have, and we want answers to those assumptions. That's point A to start. As well as you may wanna know a little bit more about your customer and client and their habits. That's point two to start, or point B. And you start writing open-ended questions, again using who, what, where, why, when, and how, and you start practicing them so that they sound intelligent, they sound easily understood even by a five-year-old kid of what you're asking, and they sound sincere. The more you practice and the more you do this in your actual sales calls or conversations that you're gonna be having with your clients, the easier it becomes, the more sincere it is, and they elicit a lot more responses from those customers and clients. A lot of great sales have actually been made by salespeople asking insightful questions, making the customer look inside themselves for those answers and getting the business without really having to do a full-fledged presentation. If you practice that, combine with a great conversation, combine with the meticulous pre-call sales planning, there is nothing's gonna stop you in your sales success. So, what are you waiting for? Why do you dread those questions? What do you wish to learn? And when are you gonna do it? What's holding you back?
canal cuando llega la mañana sale cantando la noche you did it you survived another podcast from the von gear consulting group find out more about us at www.vongearconsulting.com that's v o n g e h r consulting.com we even have a facebook fan page You can go ahead and like us. It's not a big commitment. You don't have to be a full fan. Just go ahead and like us at V-O-N-G-E-H-R-C-G-Lions or Von Gare CG Lions or follow us on Twitter at Von Gare CG. Until next time, when you're ready, go ahead and reach out and contact us. We may be lions, but we don't bite. We're going to be lions roaring your success, advocating your business, and always in your corner. <laughs> Apagaba al derra